0: Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. No one would believe what we've gone through to get here. (laughs) It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. We haven't got my wingwoman, Jenny Powell, with us today, but we do have the most amazing guest, award-winning actress, stand-up comedian, everyone's favourite lady of the stage. So glad to have her here with us. It is the gorgeous Chrissy Rock. Hello. Hello, love we are got it in the end. I'm Please. kneeling on the floor like I'm in mass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare, isn't it? Actually, my phone, and I've got a cable about a foot long, and I'm like, I'm like that. We could get stuck on the 15. <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: Oh dear, my microphone wouldn't work. Chris's phone was about to run out of battery, battery. but we're here. We're delighted to be partnered with Swan here at the Hot Mess Mums Club and be able to tell you about their stunning range. Swan are a British homeware company that sells stylish home essentials, including kettles, air fryers and microwaves. For 20% off Swan's gorgeous products, head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The
1: Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. How are you? Well, I'm really good, you know. I mean, I don't know what's happened with me here. T- oh, you look lovely. Oh. I love that jumper. Oh, As- oh, it's nice. Is it Anthony or Tesco? Have a look at the label. Oh, I can't see. Oh, it's F and F. It's Tesco. Oh, Tesco. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> it's it's lovely. The colour suits you. It's very nice. So you don't know what to put on. One minute you go out and it's roasting, then you come in and it's raining and it's freezing. We had all seasons, and with the blossom blowing off the trees, I keep thinking it's snowing. <laughs> it is. It's confusing,
0: and I think we all feel as well. Like this time last year, obviously nightmare. But the weather was so much better, wasn't it? So I know. It's, a bit, it's a bit. But what
1: makes me laugh? You went, "Don't go out the house. Don't go out the house." I went out twice a week Once to clap for the NHS And once with the bins out And now they go and Don't stay in <laughs> And you're like Well make your mind Don't bother us <laughs> And it's confused us a bit I think Because actually it gets that point where you don't
0: You go out but you feel really Strange when you're out I feel like I notice when it's really busy
1: I'm like oh my god I can't go in that shop It's really what's it done to me I I get like, uh, you know, when you go in a shop and someone is like, you don't know how far two metres is. And then all of a sudden they're running away from me like you've got leprosy and they're like, what's the matter with them? What have I done? What have I said? So you're getting all paranoid. So no wonder my mental health like, what's wrong? What have I done? I think everyone's like that It's it's really It's
0: really confusing This thing about Getting back to normal I'm not sure It will ever Be that normal again Will it Well it's
1: allowed will jump normal. on Someone's back On the 17th And go Yes I can touch you <laughs> <laughs> To be arrested like <laughs> we'll
0: try and make sure It's somebody you know you are being. <laughs> else. It affected, It's affected the, the acting industry massively, though, hasn't it? This and the theatre industry and the stand up, I mean, everything.
1: It's been well, I should have gone on tour with Menopause the Musical. Oh. We should have just been finishing in it about six weeks' time. That's been on hold. Right. And then the comedy tour should have been last year, and that was put on hold. And I'm going, oh my God. You know, if it wasn't for the two meter distance and I think I'd have gone on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got much money like but There must be a few desperate people out there. Don't don't you you look amazing. <laughs> you too. I've got to... a <laughs> filter. Watch the dog kick off now because the postman's gone.
0: Have you got any more touring dates now sort of coming in? Are they
1: rescheduling everything? The the comedy tour starts in September and then exactly 12 months to the day, Menopause the Musical is going out. So I'm looking forward to that. Because I'm the only one that's the new one in the cast, so I'm thinking oh, Tell us a bit more about that then and how, how did that all come about? They needed another person. So they phoned me up said well can you we sing and I thought well I'm not really a singer but I can knock a tune out like right? so they give me, oh we'll give you singing lessons I went oh that's nice so I said to the agent would well, they give me six singing lessons she went no 10 I said oh I'm wasting the I thought it was <laughs> so it's on a cruise where and I've got this fabulous monologue about having the menopause you know what I mean you know, when that menopause hit me, I stuck there, standing in the kitchen, waving the spatula around like a tomahawk. So it's all things like that. And then you calm down because I'm like Mother Day; i I'm the calm one. Oh, okay. go, oh not so much zen now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you sing these songs. So, but they're all good, you know, and I've had, I've. Spoke with the other girls and said how nervous I am being a newbie coming into it, and they just said we well, you be fine because if you weren't, he wouldn't have hired you. So that was nice of them to say that. You, you still know, get so. nervous? Do you still get nervous, Chrissy? Because you've done loads. You've. I know you have to be nervous because you're nervous. See, I don't drink. You see, and and you see people going, I can't go on until I've had one or two or three drinks or some. But I don't drink, so my adrenaline is you know and I like to keep saying to myself you're only as good as your last show you know because then you don't become complacent or cocky so I like to give 100% every time I go on not go on I've been here before and I've done well so blah 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 become blase about it I always go in like I've never done the club before so I like to keep it like that and I don't know what I'm going to say so Well, I do most of the times. You know, the comedy, I mean, nothing (laughs) acting. The thing is, if you do that, it's always fresh. And people say to me, Chrissy, you never do the same act twice. And I go, But I do, because I might do the beginning at the end, the middle at the beginning. So I swap it round. And then I love situations because when I get a situation, I can bounce off it because I've done it for that long. My brain will just go, Oh, go on. So
0: you started your career, it's kind of gritty, isn't it, that whole stand-up scene? You know, you've got to have a real backbone, and like you're saying, you've got to have that ability to switch things up and freshen it up every night, and you go around all these different clubs and you're, you know, putting yourself out there. Do you still look back on those days when
1: you started and say, bloody hell, how did I do it? How did I, you know, I know. Yeah, well, I've always gone everywhere on my own because I think if there's any trouble, I've only got to worry about getting myself out. But if you take people with you, and some of the places I've done, you know, you think, am I going to get them out as well as myself? <laughs> so I've done some rough places, you know what I mean. And um, I've had some, I've had men offering me out and everything, and screaming things, you slag. I think, oh. Where I come from, that's four place. <laughs> <laughs> I never started off being a blue comic. Right. Ne- never ever started off being a blue comic. And then I was in this club one day, I think it was near Birmingham. And it, this even the women had like big sovereigns on each fingers, like um knuckle dusters. I thought, I'm gonna be killed here. You know, <laughs> they had a stripper on as well, and I thought. I firstly thought I was a stripper and I went, no, unless you're having decorators in. <laughs> so I've learned my trade that way. Yeah. You know, and then I was in this club and I mean, they were throwing tape measures at me, but they weren't used to having a normal comic. Right. So I just give it back. And when I come off, the fellow went, hey, love it, we have you back. Can you do the second half? And I went, but I'm not a blue comic. No, no, it went much better there. Because it wasn't expecting a woman to say that. I went, oh, okay then. And then it started like this. But then you'd have to know where the line was. Yeah. You don't want to just go F, 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 F all along. Do you know what I mean? So then you'd have to put it into context. But I look at the audience when I go in, even though they don't think, I can scan the room and think, guys, can't do this, can't say that. You know, keep away from them. Remember You've got the mic and not them. Yeah, yeah, you're in control. Yeah, and there's always a fella in a gang who's the gang comic, and they think, you know, uh, you know this, that, and the other, and they give you loads of stick, And I go, "Is your mum and dad cousins? (laughs) You know, I've named a a soup after you, thick country vegetable, and you know, I think you're trying to get in me knickers, but one a and there's enough, thank you very much. You know, and I've been called a lesbian. I said, Well, put your eyes. I'm not really a lesbian. I said, but uh, looking at you, I would be. <laughs> things like that. So you learn to be quick and you learn to go on like a machine gun because an audience can smell for you. Yeah. So how and did it you- go from from that, which you
0: know, is the stuff you're saying like, I mean, the weak kind of. If you were a nervous kind of person, you wouldn't last five minutes, would you? Doing any of that, you know, it just yeah. would be at the door. How do you go from that to? Things like Ladybird, Benadorm, you know, yeah. everything that's sort. you've been I'm a celebrity. You've done loads on screen. I mean, you won several awards. I know. Um, I couldn't right believe it. As well. So, so how did that happen for you? How did it go from that to, to, to more? You
1: know what? If if I pinched myself, I wouldn't have believed it. I mean, years ago when I was a kid, I mean, I couldn't use all day right until I was in my mid-20s. You know. And I always, when I, people say, what do you want to be? Because I used to get every Christmas this. I like, remember the sweets with the shop. <laughs> so I, oh, oh, shopkeeper. Not that I could, like, add up or anything. And, and i never, never had no um, inhibitions. You know, like, kids go to school now, and they go, oh, I want to go to be a psychologist, want to be this. We just wanted to get through school. We didn't know. We were just, like, going to get, married and gonna have kids and gonna get a catalogue and live off the catalogue. So we never had that. And then I would got into comedy. I was in a in a a pub and they just said, oh look at it. But because I couldn't read or write properly, I always had to be quick, quick witted. At at the beginning it was I just done it for a pound bet. And then I come running up a pub comedian of the year for Greenall Whitleys, and I was made up. I went, "Oh, I've never." And then when I won the heat, they said, "How do you feel?" I said, "I've never won that in my life. I was even my first husband's second wife. I've never come first in anything." So then it was people saying, "Oh, you know, someone needs a guide dog. Someone's been run over and wants, you know, a wheelchair." Or so it it, it came like that. So I learned it that way. Done every charity under the sun for nothing, you know, because you can't buy your trade. You've got to learn it. Yeah. So that's how I done it. And then one day this lady came up and she said, have you ever thought about going professional? I said, no, but me, me great auntie Lily was. <laughs> so she was arrested him. <laughs> so that's how quick I've always been, you see. And I went with it, and within twelve weeks, they were auditioning for them. Um, they were auditioning for Lady Bird, Lady Bird, but I didn't know. I just thought it's an extra. We made such <laughs> go in the loop. <laughs> Actually, I broke into this house. We just invaded, yeah, because he's broken into somebody's house
0: today.
1: <laughs> I went to Tesco's yesterday, and because we've had nothing. For 12 months, I know what it's like to have nothing. And this family, they've got a couple of kids and that, and she hasn't got much. And I thought, oh, I see, and I said, oh, all right. she said oh, I'm all right, you know, getting there. And um, I said, oh, I'll go to Tesco or I stay, you know, for the whoopsies. And then what I do, even though I haven't got nothing myself, I know what it's like to have nothing. So I forgot I was in Tesco and I said, um, Where's your whoopsie bar in here? He said, It's in Asta. I went, Oh God. He said, but we've got a clearance aisle. And then he looked at me and said, are you you see Rock? And I went, Yeah. He went, are you all that right, I you're all right for food? I went, yeah, it's not for me. I buy food for people who haven't got nothing, but I buy it on the whoopsies aisle. So I haven't got much myself, but I'm i into sharing. and and he said, Oh, because we thought, because you've had no work for over twelve months. I've just, uh, we, we would donate some food to you. I thought, oh, isn't that lovely? I said, no, it's not for me, so I will pay for it. I said, but have I ever, ever get to that place where they haven't got nothing? I'll come in. Yeah. What's your name? I remember <laughs> um, your name, Matt. You promised me. <laughs> Back and the fish fingers. <laughs> but isn't that lovely that people say, they thought it, it that I was, you know, yeah, desperate. yeah. We are desperate, like, but we still got a few bob. Because when you're in this business, it's feast and famine, as you know. You know, one yeah. minute you can have it all, and then you can have nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you might have to wait three, four, five months for the job, but you still got all them bills to pay. And People forget that. They, they know, do. I think I've got friends that are actors.
0: A friend of mine who was in Emmerdale for a very long time, and then he. You know, he took a risk and he went to LA and now he's back in London. And the last time I spoke to him was just before Christmas. And he was sort of saying, you know, that it was slow. It was really slow and he was just waiting all the time. And, yeah. and I think people look at people like, you know, and they see them on the front of Soap Mag or whatever or on this morning and they think, oh, you've got everything. But they don't quite, it's not quite like as glamorous at all as, as yeah. what it's made out to be.
1: I mean, if I if I go, when we used to film Benadol, we used to get up like five o'clock in the morning, go to Meiko, the club opened at seven. We were on set from seven, we had to be off the, inside the club because the club opened to the public at seven o'clock in the night. So we had all that. And when you're in the basement heath and you had to turn all the air conditioning off inside because it opposed, you like that. Ah. But you do that, but when you're a comic, I've toured for four or five hours on my own, sat there, gone on the stage, come off, and do four or five hours. I've spent more time on the hard shoulder on New Year's Eve on my own than Quasimodo shares on his back, <laughs> honestly. And people don't understand that. Yeah. You know, you've had to sacrifice back- 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 Christmas and... Yeah, you yeah. know You're on your own On the hard shoulder Listening to the bells Going on the radio Going oh well Happy New Year <laughs> See Looking in the mirror Like some schizophrenic. <laughs> Did you love Benidorm I've got to oh, remember,
0: yeah. I, I love Benidorm I loved you in that as Janie And I you, you know, it always just looks such good fun. And like me and my husband, Chris, we're we, we gutted they're not doing anymore. But we always used to say, how much fun would it be to be in Benidorm?" Like, it just looked fun. So
1: I'm guessing you guys had a real laugh behind the scenes. It was fun. You know, I, I did enjoy my time there. You know, I, I am grateful for Tiger Aspects for giving me the job. So, but it, it's just like a lot of people, I feel like Manuel from Faulty Towers. Because everyone remembers me, you know, and I think hang on, I, it wasn't just me in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I get people going, send us the messages, Jamie. <laughs> oh, no, well, I guess in one way it's lovely because it's
0: it's such a love. I think loads of people just love Benidorm, didn't they? You know that escapism, and
1: it was so hilarious to watch. Well, years ago, I I took my kids on holiday, and there was like this like rep. And you'd go, do you know it? What? It's like, oh. the, the kids, yeah, can you see the sign? Can you see the sign? So I I used it as Jamie. She just oh, didn't wow. want the job. And she, she was not, not a people's person. You know, and you go, hi, you know, see these adverts, welcome back to Tui. <laughs> yes, the show of the room. But this one, she just wasn't into it. She just wanted to wait and waiting for the retirement. You know, the welcoming committee, she was just the door shut. <laughs> she didn't even want to welcome you. She was off the bus quick enough when you oh. were leaving. So she, she to me, was Jamie, I thought, oh, I, wow. I remember it. Right. So you,
0: you sort of used, channeled her for the character. Yeah. Not her. How yeah, did you, how was it? Um, it, being in this industry that we're talking about, and all the, the the hard sort of side of it, how did you manage that and juggle being a mum and motherhood? Because
1: well, I was quite lucky because um, I was quite lucky because my kids were quite grown up when I got that choice. Do you know what I mean? I mean, my first daughter, I, I was just on sixteen when she was born. I was twenty, so um, that was the the thing that happened. So my kids because I came into this quite late in my like mid 30s. Yeah. So I was quite lucky really that they were at that age where you could say, right, you know, this is the rules." them out. Not that to get to them, you know what I mean? No. But that that was it. And did it and has either of them gone into your industry? No. No, we no, never are went you, into it. Are you pleased about that or? Or would you be bothered? Yeah, in a way. I mean they could do whatever they wanted to do, but I mean my 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 daughter's got mental health problems, so you know I do a lot for the mental health projects and things like that. So I just have to say to God that she's all right. This is probably run amok on the set. I mean you're obviously saying you you had your first at 16, that's No, I was
0: nearly, I was nearly 16. That's really young to cope with all of that, isn't it?
1: You know? Yeah. It's not a well, thing to... She, she was the result of a rape. So I, I was raped when I was 15, so she was the result of that. I didn't realise that I was pregnant at the time. You know what I mean? So, but by the time... Well, it's not her fault, you know, and you, you just have to... There was a lot of ups and downs between us growing up, you know? So... You know, it must be hard for the. As, of course, you know, yeah. So, but we're all right now, you know. You know, swings and roundabouts. I know you. And, well, you had your book, didn't you? That, that yeah. So so well,
0: this heart within me burns. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a bestseller for the Sunday Times as, as well. I mean, it just really I and mean, it it was amazing, wasn't it? I think was it more than thirty five thousand copies. Then they did the paperback version. Yeah. Well, everyone thought I'd become a
1: millionaire off that, but I didn't. Because so I got, like, four pence a book. I was like, what? Well? <laughs> oh, well, people are asking me to write another book, but you don't know what what to put in another autobiography. I mean, you get these ones, you know, these young um, celebrities that have become celebrities because of, like, Love Island and all that. They've got, like, four and five autobiographies. I don't you think? Hang on, you haven't even got a thirty yet. You don't know nothing about life. I but I'd like to do another one, you know, the follow up from that ending. And, yeah, and the other way I've got now, because it, it's quite a lot of years have gone by since then. Like,
0: you, you should, know, you know, you're dead inspirational because you've been through so much and, and done so well as well. Yeah, and that like, takes real determination when you've been through a lot of pain in your life. Too. Yeah. Continue and to achieve the way you have, and I think people would want
1: to know where you're at now and how you. Yeah. Live, you know, the thing is, I I do a lot for mental health because um, one, my daughter's got mental health problems. Two, I was a self farmer for seventeen years, and people don't understand self farming. They think you know. I remember the doctor when I was all slashed a bit, and the doctor went, "Ben, if you want to kill yourself," and I said, "I don't want to die." I want to live. I don't know what it's like to live. And because we were tormented, and I thought to myself, the only person tormenting me is me. Yeah. Because all them things have gone, and I've got to realise that that isn't there. I I have to get it out of the air. That is the only place I've got to go now, forward. Because I I couldn't go forward, because I couldn't let the past go. And I thought to myself, do you know what? The only person hating me now isn't the person who abused us. It's me. I'm the only person that's hating me. But I've got to realise that that's happened and I can't do anything about that. How did you? I forgave him. I had to forgive him because by forgiving him, I forgive me. So that was the biggest turn point of my life. I mean, I've got stars all over me, and I think, why, why did they do this and why did they do that? But people, it's like being in a pressure cooker. When you've got a pressure cooker, you have a release, and the only release you get is by cutting yourself because you're hating someone else. And it's like a press. It's like shh, it's out, yeah, because it's and you just you don't want to hate there or there anymore. So the only way to get rid of that and that. Is moved the pain.
0: Some people will have addictions because they they numb it, they bury it. There
1: are different yeah. ways of kind of releasing. And then I hated me because I felt it was my fault. That we were abused because it was my fault. And the and then because they tell you it's your fault. And you believe that it's your fault. So then what happens is you realize you hate yourself. And you want everybody to like you because you don't like yourself. And a lot of the self-harming was, I don't like me. And I want to get rid of this kid. That is got on me. And then you realise, you think, hang on. I think I'm all right. If someone else doesn't like me, that's their problem. And they can deal with it. I don't care no more what they think. They might go, oh, she's horrible here eh? because I'm a blue comic. or oh, she's there. But they don't know me. And if they want to make an assumption of what I am by judging me for being a blue comic or someone... Because it's like if we look at somebody and they're disfigured, we turn away because our brain goes, I don't want to see that, I don't like the look of that person. But that person could be the loveliest person in the world, but because they've got this different look, your eye automatically goes to your brain and go, I don't want to see this, so okay, pain away, or I don't like the look of it. And his eyebrows are too close together. But he might be lovely. <laughs> she might be lovely. But we judge. We're so quick to judge. You know, I've got a tattoo on my back that says, do not judge my life until you walk my path. So I don't care what anybody thinks or says about me anymore. I used to. Do you think that comes with age? I talk to Jenny a lot about this.
0: Yeah. Um, you, you know, and she's really got me in this this mindset of, you know, don't keep people pleasing. Don't do things you don't want to do. Life's too yeah. short. And don't care what people think of you. Yeah. It's not worth it. You know, and she really kind of she stays her own She's ground in that realm, which I yeah. love. Admire really And it's got me Probably to a place Where I feel comfortable With who I am a bit more And saying no Do you think it comes With age and experience That you get to that
1: And you just think I am what I am Like it I I think age has got A lot to do with it But also You get exhausted Pleasing these people I'm wanting them to like you I'm wanting them to do this And you want to do so well And you, you, you go home And you think what have I done wrong there? Why don't they like me? And, you know, they, I go, well, they're just miserable. They're just miserable people. They probably don't even like anybody. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't make everybody be the same as you. Like, I'm a bubbly person. I'm a chatty, happy, good, happy, you know, person. But I can't make everyone be like me because if everyone was like me, it'd be boring. I've met some people I thought, oh, my God, know, If I was that miserable, I'd get an hysterectomy. <laughs> you know, but you just have to, like, smile and go with it. I, I pity people, you know, like, who
0: are just really rude and just go out of their way to kind of... Yeah. Make people feel like that. I think it's difficult in your industry. I mean, I come from radio, so it's not yeah. quite the same, but in the kind of your industry and a little in radio, it's a bit, it's so hard because you can be a, the flavor one minute and not the next and not. And you can't understand it And you can You know Yeah we're going to sign you We're going to have you For this job No we're not You're too old Or
1: you're that.
0: Yeah. So it it's Very And, in, and definitely In acting It's um, It's yeah. grow, And that can really affect How you feel about yeah. you As a person So
1: you've got yeah. That mentality That you've got I guess to get through it Yeah I mean I've had more bricks In a fracture clinic But I don't I used to go Oh it Because I'm five foot Because I don't talk like that, you know, or because I've got a double chin or because, is it, and you start beating yourself up and I think, no, I never got it because that part wasn't meant for me. Yeah. You know, and then you think to yourself, God, you know, you see these young celebrities now and you think, the shelf life was going to be so short because they've got nowhere to go. They might make a shed load of money, you know, and then, What I know, but I just think it's
0: like almost this whole thing of grafting for your trade and career has gone out the window. Just go on this show, and we'll make a packet for you, and you'll be be everywhere.
1: Pringle your booty, you know, get your (laughs) strong and uh, you're going to be marvelous. But then they're all sad, aren't they? Because you know, it's it's tough. Anybody to love me. Love yourself and stop doing stupid things to yourself. The
0: Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Let us quickly tell you about our friends at Swan. They're a British homeware company who this year are celebrating their 90th birthday. All Swan's products are designed with Instagram in mind, combining beautifully aesthetic designs with superb functionality and none more so than their new Stealth range. Sleek, streamlined and stylish, the Stealth range featuring kettles, toasters, microwaves and more is ideal for parents like you, thanks to its fast, responsive and effortless technology. And it's all black matte finish, which makes this collection the ideal way to transform your kitchen into a truly modern space, just in time for summer. Don't forget, you can get 20% off Swan's gorgeous products if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan, designed for life. So, you talk about, you know, sort of the turning point. at and everything and I, and I know the book Goes through a lot of stuff That you've been yeah. through Including Domestic violence as well Which is yeah. A huge issue I feel It was really bad During the lockdown Yeah oh. And there was a lot Spoken about that And then we had The terrible case Of um Sarah Everett As well uh-huh. And um, You know as women, and my mum was, you, you know, in a in a really abusive marriage. So yeah. I feel very passionately about this. It's it's a huge thing that can have a massive sort of detrimental effect on yeah. on a person for years to come afterwards as well.
1: Yeah. The thing I got upset about when that happened to that young girl with the policeman abducted and murdered, there, they wanted a kill on men. So was it six or seven o'clock? Yeah. And I thought to myself, don't judge every man like that. Do you know what I mean? What if that man has got to go to work at six o'clock? What if he's got to come home at six o'clock? You know, you can't judge every man like what that policeman done and all the that has done. I mean, it is scary that it's going to get to the stage where if, Any man comes up and says, Excuse me, do you know what time it is? We're going to go, "Ah, we're going to be murdered. You know, and I don't mean that in a detrimental way, but not every man is the same. And you you can't judge what some horrible, evil, wicked person has done to women with every man. With your sense, or does that sound terrible? No,
0: it doesn't, and I get what you're saying as well. I mean, more needs to be done, but in the yeah. in the right way. With you, and and what happened to you? Did you yeah. feel like there was the
1: right support? You know, no. help. No, no. It, the only um, see it, it's it's hard because sometimes, but I think the, the laws changed years ago. You know, a man beats his wife up and they say, I'll walk around the block and go, you know, what are you doing to wind him up? Oh, gosh. You know, things like that. So years ago, we had nowhere to go. We had to stay and put up with it. But now it's three strikes and they're out. But it's like, it, it, it's a different culture now. It's a, it's like a drink culture, a drugs culture. And, you know, I feel a bit fed up. You know, and you go to the doctors now and you go, I- I'm feeling really, i oh, well, take this tablet. And for all you, know, you don't know what it is. It could be some anti-psychotic tablet. And before you know it, you've got this tablet that you can't stop taking. You know, and it, it is, it's a wicked world. But you see these police programmes and the police are going, we arrest them, we take them to court. They go, don't do that again and get a fine, or and then they don't even pay the fine, because half of them, you know, are not wearing anyway, and give, like, 50 pence a week, and you're like, hang on, Ch- change the law, not for the police officers, for the courts, you know, that people are going to, to jail for not paying a television licence, and then some paedophile down the road is going, oh, well, you know, he, He's not well, you know, and didn't know what he was doing. Or you've got a maid there who who gets who gets life, life. But life doesn't mean life here. Within six months, they're appealing against the sentence. And they've got all the mad cons in, in the prison. They've got computers, three meals a day, they don't have to pay a bill. The only thing they've sacrificed is their freedom. And half of them are in open prisons anyway. So they've got more freedom and better clothes than they had when they were on the outside. So if it's going to be jail, jail them. Take away the phones, take away the telly, take away the cinema, take away them walking around in 200 and pound trainees. Make it a prison. And then they might think twice because a lot of them become institutionalized where they can't cope yeah, outside yeah. prison. i probably get going out today, I want Mrs. Gone Out. But I don't care because it's, if you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong. You know what I mean? And then they go, um, well, I, I was, you know, they were abused as children and they never had no food and all this. And all this violin. So what? What about that poor person who's just been murdered, who's just struggled, a socks off to go through university? And she can't even use it. Because she's dead because okay. some pig has decided he wants to do what he wants with that person's life and he's playing God you know? go to jail and don't come out don't even have a frigging light bulb in there sit in the dark we need go- we need <laughs> you as one of our MPs Chrissy. oh my God you all going to be on an island <laughs> yeah. well, well
0: moving through obviously you've you've Come so far from everything and and very successful. But also, I I read something that you said about Julian. Um, So he's your happy ever after. And you said, so if I had to go through everything to finally get him, then what a bonus it was. I know. And I thought that was one of the most because I'm a bit of a romantic me, and I read yeah. that. And just thought that is one of the most beautiful things I think I've, I've ever read, that, and it made me feel really happy to think that you had
1: found that happier after. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we read like that in the lockdown. They killed wonder- one oh, no, I don't really. think any. I don't think
0: anyone was. I think um, everyone had had enough of each other. But, but that's so nice. Do you? Do you sort of? You know, still feel like that with it all, and think, look back and think, wow, how far I've come, and it it is all worth it.
1: Yeah, it it has been worth it because when I met him, I was like, I was never ever looking for anyone else, never in my life. You know, the only man I was going to answer to was God. That's the only man I ever answered to. But and because we danced and I, <laughs> I ever had the answer to him. But like. It's it's odd, but it's not hard because he's like 10 years younger than me. But we're like mates more than anything, you know what I mean? And we get on all right. And sometimes we get on better when we're (laughs) apart when when we are together. But that's because we're all set in our own ways. You see, you know, it's like um, I've done this this, this thing in in my head that when you meet someone for the first time, you 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 make sure you look good, you smell nice, your hair's done, all you make and you go, oh hello, how are you? Yes, I always talk like this. And then he goes, Hello, I you know, this is after share, it's you know, Bruce and all this, and, and I act like this 24-7. And then all of a sudden you're in a relationship and you can't keep that potential. No. So all of a sudden you're going, he's changed. Oh, she's changed. we with me, I'm going bang. This is what I am. If you don't like it, leave it. Bye. And I can never love you 100% because you can never hate me 100%. And I never love anyone 100% because they can never hate me 100%. I always keep that bit back to myself. So when I met him, it was like, he must have thought, oh my God, what's this crazy woman, until he gets to know me. And then... You find the real me that likes sitting on my own, painting, learning to read, learning script. It's completely different to the person. But that's good for relationships because if you meet someone for the first time, let them see the real you because you're showing them what you're representing, what you'd like, you think he'd like. He's representing to you what he thinks you'd like in a man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then once it gets together, it starts falling apart. But it di- it doesn't fall apart. What you're actually doing is reverting back because you can't keep the potential.
0: Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's so well put. You know the way you talk about that because it's so true, isn't
0: it? And we. Yeah. And then we're in these relationships, and we're like, oh, he leaves the toilet door open. Oh, there's the up he's washing or whatever. And it's like, but this is how he or she is yeah. normally. But we've been on all these dates for so long and pretended that we don't do any of that. Like my husband yeah. tells this story of how, you know, we went to New York and I basically had to take those tablets for constipation because I wouldn't yeah. use the bathroom in the hotel, you yeah. know. And he was like, You just pretended that you were the only person on the planet that didn't go to the toilet. And I was like, yeah, I know. It kills romance, doesn't it? you're in a hotel room and you've never. Yeah. It was just, it's things like that. But then you've, you've got to learn
1: to live. Oh, I guess. And everything, me, I'm like, I can change kid when I'm pass on, on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> and when he did, he, he went, Oh my God. And I went, That's my boy. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one change game. I blame me my foreman. And <laughs> as you get older, you wind does. It's terrible. And I snored, the snore the curtains are coming in and out and, you know, and, uh, do you know the nicest thing he said? Uh, someone said, she snores terrible. He said, I know, but at least I know she's there when I can hear the snoring. Isn't, <laughs> it, isn't it? I yeah. that completely tone deaf. Oh
0: Well Great dating advice I love it It's been so nice Chatting to you So give us some dates Of what's coming up With the Menopausal Musical And You are doing Rita's Live Aren't you Have they put the dates back on Yeah They put the dates back on For the Titty Rock Live Oh It's been so much fun Yeah You're a real inspiration Thank you the hot mess mums club with swan thanks to swan for sponsoring this episode and don't forget to check out their new stealth range to give your kitchen a modern stylish makeover to see more of swan's products head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code hot mess mums 20 for 20% off